Hello and welcome to Gotham Sports Report. Just a rough week. A rough week for New York sports. The Mets, from where they were a week ago, they, they were only two and a half games back from from a wild card spot when they, they just reached just reached five hundred coming after that nine eleven game, nine uh, twelve game really on ESPN national television. The Mets take a series from the Yankees. We think that the Mets are back on track. They're back on track. Then they get swept by the Cardinals, the team that they needed to beat to jump into the playoff race, into the wild card playoff race. And they don't. They get swept. So now the Mets are thoroughly out of the race. There's 15 games left in the season. They're over five games back of both the wild card and, and the division. It's impossible for them to have any shot. Any shot. And it was so close, guys. They were so close. Just week after week getting opportunities. They had a night this week when they lost to the Cardinals that every other team, the Braves, the Phillies, the Padres, the Reds, they all lost. The Mets just had to get one win to move within another game. They would have been two games out of the wild card. Two games out. With 15 games to play being two games out, it's not bad. They still got swept. Now let's look at the Yankees. The Yankees are right on the cusp. They're right, they're right there on the border of wild card spot. The Blue Jays have surged recently. They needed to sweep the Orioles, who are one of the worst teams in baseball. Can't get that sweep on the Orioles because they blow a game last night. So football. We got the, and we'll talk about this first to lead off the show. We'll get back to baseball. Football. The Jets just decided to destroy their own quarterback. They basically could have had their own offensive line tackling Zach Wilson as well. It wouldn't have mattered. You didn't even need an offensive line. It's like we said, talking about Andrew Thomas. They didn't even need an offensive line. He got hit 10 times. Unheard of. Unheard of in football today for a quarterback to get hit 10 times. And he somehow survived. But he said he, he, he faced whiplash. We'll talk about that. And then the Giants. We've had two losses since our last show. Two losses for the Giants. And I think we'll just get to this week because this week was rough. Last night's game was rough, guys. Just all around. Quick question Quick question before we go into it. What did we have last night's game, win or loss? Do you remember? I had a win. I think you guys disputed it, but I had a win. Jack? Any I don't remember, record? but I think loss. Uh, but but you said, right, Joe, I, I'm quoting you, you. I'm quoting you. You said if they lose these first the two games, if they go 0-2. Season's over. Season's over. I still, I'm still on board with that. And I agree. I agree I, as well. They, I still, were, they, they was it Daniel Jones before last night's game was 4-0 against Washington. They, they, they swept the season series against Washington last week. I understand the riverboat run, uh, uh, not going for the fields, going for it on fourth down. But still, they beat Washington last year. And they weren't playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. They were playing Taylor Heineke. Daniel Jones did not have a bad game. And they still couldn't win. And no turnovers. And they couldn't capitalize on that. Sorry, just not a good game. 
And we'll get into the coaching decisions especially. Because this team and Joe Judge, throughout the whole offseason, the number one thing that he preached to this team was discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline. He's making them like a high school football team run laps. And we didn't see discipline from them last night. Just penalties, over 100 yards of penalties. You can't do that in the NFL and expect to win a game. They would have won easily if it weren't for the penalties. They, yeah, definitely would have won easily without the penalties. They looked undisciplined, but it's just, it's not even, it's the fact that the thing we were relying on so much last season, the defense has not shown up this season. James Bradbury gave up a monster game to Terry McLaurin. He got eaten a lot last night. They they cannot get to the uh, to the quarterback. It's just things that basic things that they were doing so well last season that they're not doing doing on the defensive end. They're not doing they did not do last night and they did not do in week one against the Broncos. Also, it's just funny how one of the main draws of Joe Judge was his special teams expertise. That's what he was brought in from New England right. to do and. Last night, how did they lose the game? They lost the game on an offsides on special teams. Isn't that ironic? Isn't that ironic? Especially for a guy who preaches discipline. You're losing the game on the one thing that you're you're an expert at. You can't lose the game on special teams like that. Listen, and whether listen, he's offside or not, that, listen, that's, Morris, that's, Morris, that's debatable. I am with Joe. You have a coach who is a special teams coordinator. That's what he does. He uses special teams. To have a mistake like that that costs you the game when all you needed to do was stay on sides. He's going to kick it anyway. All you need to do is stay on sides and let them miss. Right? You, you could blame Bradbury. You could say that their defense had a bad game, but that's actual, right? the actual playing of the game. They could have a bad game. And Bradbury at the end of that game with the interception gave them that chance to kick the field goal where they're on, what was it, the 20-yard line? They were basically in the red zone when he had that, and they come away with the field goal? So so uh, when you – when you Look. You could say – I cannot have a good game bad, but These are mistakes. These are coachable mistakes. These are mistakes that a, a football team shouldn't be having. And we looked at the Giants last year. They were younger last year. They improved. They added talent. We shouldn't be seeing the same Giants that there was last year. Why does it look like they regressed since last year? Why? You're right. Definitely you're right. Judge has to take a lot of the blame for it, but I don't think it's just Judge alone. I think it's his coaching staff as well. I think Jason Garrett has been putting out one-dimensional plays on offense. I believe that he has not been giving other receivers besides other options besides Sterling Shepard an option. Galladay's barely getting targeted. Uh, Kadarius Tony has like one target in two games. He has minus two yards. It just it needs to be more free for it. Just the offense looks so basic. All the analysts are saying, and including, and even to the basic eye, just the offense looks very basic. Yes, there's so many good pieces on that offensive end. And then calling a game where you're kicking field goals, because I don't think it's Judge making those calls. I think it's more Garrett making those calls of whether it had to be precautionary on the second and third down and then possibly lead into a fourth down field goal. He's playing not to lose. That's the way I see Gary. And I'm not taking away judge judges blame either because I do believe judge has a lot to blame, has a lot of blame. Also, I think it's Garrett also, he's got to go, but it's very tough. And I, I'm not one to defend Jason Garrett, but it is very, very tough 
to have a, a, a whole playbook out there when, when you're running back on outside of the one huge play last night. Okay. On 22, 22 carries this season, he has 42 yards. Okay. So to have a running back who's literally getting you two yards per carry, it's hard to be creative on offense. And you saw him trying to do it with the designed runs for Daniel Jones and they worked. He got a touchdown out of it. He had almost a hundred yards rushing last night. It just still it just, to have a running back who's supposed to be a star in this league, who's supposed to be one of the top running backs in football, getting you two run two yards per carry. You can't do anything with that. I'm sorry. What could you do as an offensive coordinator? You can't play the play action. You can't do runs because you're going to be faced with a third and long if if you run the first two downs. There's nothing that you could do with it. They know it's going to be a pass. The problem is also that their run blocking is just horrendous. So, and the play calls, they're calling runs to the outside on Washington that had their line lined up exactly there. It just seems to me that I'm a very rash guy when it comes to the Giants. I said the season's over after game one. Um, obviously, it's not because if you look at Washington's schedule, they have a really tough one, and that's why the Giants really had to win last night. But it just seems to me that moving forward, it's almost a fate complete that Gettleman's going to be gone. And with that, it just leads me to question, will a new GM hire a new head coach, a new head coach coming with a new QB? I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because I really did think that Daniel Jones had a good game last night, especially for him. Moving forward, this is not what we're going to see next year. I'm just saying, Daniel Jones only plays well against Washington. Um, I know. That's why I'm not taking anything out of it. But he had a really good game last night, in my opinion. Washington is a good defense. It's not like Washington isn't a good defense. Overrated. Still, Hello. They have one of the best best pass rushers in the league. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. They have one of the best defensive lines in this league. You can't say that it means nothing just because of the the name. Mm. Just because it's the team name. It's Washington. He's played good against Washington in the past. That means he's He's going to be like, the, hold on. I, I, I'll say this much. It's like the Yankees with the Twins a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll end off after this, but it's like the Yankees with the Twins. No matter who's putting on those jerseys, the Twins are going to lose. Just the fact of it at the end of the day. But we'll carry on from that notion. At the end of the day, the Giants really have to show something. They're going to have an extended week. They're going to get time to, I guess, figure out what they did wrong. And try to try to fix it coming up. Who they playing next week? Okay. Wait, I have a question. How many? How many? That's a you need to win that how many, game. It, there is no excuse if they don't win that game. How many wins do you think the Giants need to make the playoffs? Eight, nine? I don't think they make playoffs. Okay, I, after I saw it from the no, no, it's just a question. Eight or nine, right? We say something like that. Eight. Yeah. Where are they getting yeah. those eight wins? No, nine, nine. Okay. Where are they getting those nine wins from after they lost the Broncos, who's an easy matchup, and Washington in that close game? I just don't see them gain nine more wins. They have, like, they have the like matchups than everybody they, thought that they were. They have the Cowboys. How are they beating the Cowboys? The wins. You're right. How are you beating the Cowboys? The Cowboys are just going to score a ton of them. I don't see Dan Jones stepping up on offense against the Cowboys, even though their defense is horrendous. Same with the Falcons. I mean, the, if you lose the Falcons, like, I think everyone has to join my side that the season's over. Oh, if they lose the Falcons, oh, the over. season's over. That's their easiest matchup of the season. Season's over. And then you could just start writing off Gettleman. You could start writing – with Gettleman, does Joe Judge go? I think so. Even if you, you could talk about that, you, you really could. 
But right now, looking at this team, before we get ahead of ourselves, the Giants, with most of the roster is intact with a couple of additions that they brought in and spent on. How could they be worse than they were last year? How could they be worse than six games? I felt coming into the season that six games is a floor for this team. Six games will be, you know, if they want it, the Giants will be, I think, third or second place. I didn't think that there's a way that the Giants could be fourth in this division. I think that there's a way for them to be worse than the Eagles. Now I don't know. The Eagles, their offensive line's healthy. Jalen Hurts looks great. Could the Eagles be better than the Giants? If, if we do some basic math, the Eagles beat the Falcons last week. The Giants lose to the Falcons. They're worse. Just basic. That's not how things work in football. We both know that. <laughs> I know. I'm just putting some math out there. I still think the Giants are – I don't think they're worse than the Eagles. I just don't think they're, they're a playoff team. It's going to be tough to catch up on these wins. They needed to bank wins early in the season. Marsh, you're making a face at me. You're making a face at me. What? No, I'm not making a face. No, but you did mention something earlier about the player performance. It's not just the coaching. Gary Slayton missed a walking touchdown touchdown late in the game that could have sealed the game. So it's not just the coaches as well. I just needed to add that. I agree, but then why is Darius Slayton on the field? Just listen to me for a second. You have Sterling Shepard's your wide receiver one. Or Kenny Galladay's your wide receiver one. One and two. Shepard's your wide receiver, too. You drafted Tony in the third round. They traded. They got him way ahead of where any analyst had him. They didn't draft Tony in the third round. No, I said in the first round. I meant to say first round. They drafted him in the first round. They traded to get him, right? The trade that they did. They tried to move up to get him over where any analyst had him. No one had him at 20. No one had him against... Uh, ahead of a lot of these receivers, it reminds me of when the Eagles got what's his name, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, they, they invested in this guy, they invested in Tony. And what does he have? Two receptions minus two yards. It's, I'm not even, I'm, how about this? That's on Gettleman. And we all three of us, I believe, think that Gettleman should be fired by season's end. That's on the coaching staff, too. It's on the coaching staff too. Uh, you could say it's on Garrett. Why you ha- you have a great weapon that you just that that the front office gave you and you're not using him. We don't know if he's not good enough until, or we don't know if it's a failure by Gettleman until he actually plays. So why is he not getting an opportunity? Is he a bust already that he only gets two no, two chances? Yeah. Look, I thought it was a reach as well back in April when they took Tony. They had a lot of better options, Elijah Moore, for example, but who has not panned out with the Jets either so far. But I just – I'm not a believer in Gettleman, and whatever he does, I think he just turns to Russ. So that's my take. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so let's talk Yankees. Who wants to sound off from the Yankees? Morris, I know he does. I, he sent a beautiful voice message after one of their losses last week. I think – I don't remember what loss it was. But it was amazing, and I would love to hear him repeat it out loud. I'm honestly trying to remember because I've sent quite a few over the past week and a half. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. But in all seriousness, the Yankees just – they look undisciplined lately, and they look they just look undisciplined, and they look like a team that can't play the field. They're doing all the basic things wrong. 
They're not fielding the position. They had to switch Glaber Torres from short to second, which is about time that they did it. And they have to move DJ to third base, which is not his rightful position. And Gio to shortstop, which is not his rightful position. That's one. So they just look on this one. Two, they have not been hitting with runners in scoring position. And they've been hitting – now they're starting to get hot with more home runs. Joey Gallo, they had the goal line package in hitting home runs on Monday or Tuesday night. That's two. And now they're also – I'll say this in the turn of the week, they started to get clutch. Down 5 nothing against the Twins, they win late in the game. Aaron Judge clutches. But this team is not going to go anywhere if they don't hit with runners in scoring position anymore. That's it. They can't keep relying on a late-game home run by Aaron Judge or a big hit. You saw against the Mets that they looked undisciplined. Friday night, for example, Gio Urshela uh, at third base did not look good. Made one of the worst plays I've ever seen as a third baseman for him. Threw the ball away and lost the game for them. Saturday, they won... Yeah, yay, finally, they won a game. They beat the Mets. They caught, they gave up a 5 nothing lead, but they won. Sunday, they had the game, and then Chad Green. Chad Green, yes, he was good back in years, back in 2019, 2018. He has not been good since the turn of the decade. He has not been good. They need to figure – it's the guys who were expecting to perform, like Chad Green, Aroldis Chapman, and even Gio Urshela, who are, and DJ LeMayu who have not been performing. They're relying on guys like Clay Holmes, who, yes, he's a good pitcher, but you'll see nights like him, like last night, where he gives up the lead, where he blows the save. And guys like Wandy Peralta, who is a good pitcher, but should not be pitching in these situations. We need guys, we need Chad Green to pitch this in the back of his baseball card. We need Aroldo Chapman to pitch the back of his baseball card. We need Gio to be back to where he is, and he's starting to hit again since the first time since all the injury. And they need DJ to be the guy who gets on base. And I don't even want to get started in Glaber Torres because he's just, he's been a shell of him. I don't even want to say it's a shell of himself. He's just been him at this point. This is, is this who he is? When did Gio Rochelle become a little leaguer? I don't understand. I promise like two years ago, he was in the talks for gold glove, platinum glove, everything. And over the weekend, he's making like two errors per game. Just, I don't understand when this all happened with the team where they all became little leaguers. They all can't field. Any ground ball in the infield, I have to hold my breath. I really hold my breath. There's a 50% chance that it's an error. What's like the percent chance in any other team? Two with the Yankees is 50% because anything up the middle or to the left side, if Rochelle is playing third, if Glaber's playing short, or even when he plays second now, there's a really good chance as an error. And every error just turns into a run because the Yankees can't just get out of jams. Chad Green is Chad Green light. You have to swing when he's up because you auto hit a homer every single time. He's awful. I like the additions of Wandy Peralta and Clay Holmes, but I don't like them in the ninth inning. But who else are you putting in the ninth inning? Because every single other bullpen uh, arm is awful, except for Luizaga, who's out. This team is in bad places. I think even if they make the playoffs, it's misleading about who they are because they're not a winning team. Um, they win the World Series. Right, I still think they're a winning team. They're not that good. Whatever. All right, let's 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 break this down for a second, okay? Yankees have three games coming up against the Indians. Uh, against the Indians, okay? They just took two out of three from the Orioles. They really needed a sweep. They took two out of three from the Orioles. They have three games coming up against the Indians. Three games coming up against the Rangers. They need to win six out of six of those games. I'm sorry, because then look at who they have coming up after. Boston, Toronto, yeah, Tampa Boston, Bay. Boston, Toronto, and Tampa. 
Okay. That's uh, 0 9. It's not 0 and 9. Let's say, let's say I'm, very, I'm, I'm very down on this team right now. Because the only thing that can help that, us, if you look, the Yankees are a half a game out right now. The Yankees team. are a half a game out right now, which means they need to do a game better than who, who's in the wild card right now? Uh, uh, the Blue Boston, Jays Toronto. in Boston, right? Yeah. Okay. So now look at, at the Blue Jays schedule. The Blue Jays have the Twins for That's three games, sweep. which is. Sweep. A sweep. You have the Twins against the Blue Jays, the Rays against the Blue Jays. Then they get to play the Twins again for four games. So that's seven games against the Twins. And, the Yankees, and then the Yankees. Then they play the Yankees. Then they get three games against the Orioles. So they still have 10 games against bottom-feeding teams while the Yankees have six. That's four extra games that they have against bottom-feeding teams. And they're only a half a game ahead of the Yankees. So that's four games that they could put in the bank. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the Red Yankees Sox, have to be perfect. Like, so the Yankees have to be perfect. The Red Sox are – it's even easier for the Red Sox. Right. So so my point is the Yankees have to be per- – for the next week, the Yankees have to be perfect against these bad teams. If they lose games to the Indians and the Rangers, they're done. They're done. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And no. just looking at, like, the Indians – they're a team that got no hit three times this year, I think, and that's MLB record. Watch them pop off tonight, or at least one time in the series. Just just makes it just makes you think. Last night, they, it was Montgomery's best start of the season. <laughs> you know? 12 keys. Nestor also had 11 keys the night before. Right. Just no, wasted I'll say away this much like the starting that. pitching is performing. I'll say this much the starting pitching is performing, and they're doing their job. That's the bright side for this team. They're grinding, but they're performing. Look, they have Kluber tonight against his old team. It's going to be nice to watch against Zach Lisak. They have Luis Hill against Adam Saval on Saturday, and then they have Garrett Cole on the mound Sunday. So I'm not so worried about the. All I could think about is all the losses that we dropped that we really didn't need to. There's, there's more than a handful. If I remember right, we had the seventh run, the seven run ninth to the Angels, the first implosion against the Mets, the no hitter we had that turned into an L, Altuve's walk off bomb, the one against the Orioles last night, and I know I'm I'm forgetting so many, but this team just blows so many games, and if we had those games, we'd have sizable cushion for when these for when the Blue Jays will be playing the Twins and the Orioles of the world. But now we have no cushion, so we drop one of these games against these terrible teams like the Indians or the Rangers. It's almost hard to see them making the playoffs unless, for some reason, the Rays maybe bench their starters in the last series because they already clinched or something like that. Some generous gift of the sort because the way the Yankees are playing right now, there's no guarantee that they could even pick up one game against these hot Blue Jays, um, multiple games against the Red Sox, which is what they're going to need to do if they don't take care of business this upcoming weekend and the week and the series following that. All right. So we get one minute to talk about the jets and I'll do so very quickly. Then we're going to get a special list given to us by Morris, which we'll judge harshly very So for the jets this week. I really outside of the offensive line. I was impressed. I really was the defense. I thought the cornerbacks were going to be the biggest problem this year for the Jets. They played well. Bryce Hall looked like 
a, a solid cornerback. To be a fifth-round pick and to look like a solid, okay cornerback is great for the Jets this year. They decided to not invest in the position, not to get a veteran. It looked okay. You, the Panthers have a good receiving core. They have DJ Moore. They have Robbie Anderson. It's a good, if not great, receiving core. And for them to show that they could play outside of Eccles' one mistake, Robbie Anderson's long touchdown, they had a great day. The real problem with this team is the offensive line. To have Mackay Becton get injured but also play terribly, I don't think a, one offensive lineman had a great over 70 according to PFF. And it's just you can't allow a rookie quarterback to get pummeled play after play where they have to pull him off of the ground where he's literally getting buried under the turf because he's getting hit so much. This isn't an all-otherworldly defense. It's the Carolina Panthers. What happens when they're going to have to play the Patriots on Sunday? Bill Belichick's going to destroy Zach Wilson. When he has two seconds to throw, he's not going to make good decisions. It's just as a rookie quarterback, he's going to, you're leading him to make bad decisions. And so to expect him to play like he did in the second half, which was amazing, and how he, how he overcame the challenges, it's just not realistic. To put him in that situation, to force him to perform, it's not ideal for your rookie quarterback. They're going to have to figure this out, and I don't know how they do it without Mekhi Beckton. But otherwise, we'll talk about this on, on Tuesday after or Thursday after the game on Sunday. We'll see how this offensive line performs without Mekhi Beckton because, as I talked about last week, the lack of communication, the lack of playing in practice together, this line without Mekhi Beckton, with Morgan Moses um, – Morgan Moses on the right and George Fant on the left has actually played more in training camp than the line with Mekhi Becton. So maybe they will have more communication. I don't know. That remains to be seen. Morris, hit us with the list. Okay, so we were originally supposed to do this list last week, but there was no time. So we're going to do this list. It's the top five Marvel Cinematic Universe to honor – the great Shang-Chi movie that came out on September 3rd. If you haven't already watched it, you definitely have to watch it starring Simu Liu. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. I went with Joe. We went to it together. Was not impressed. Okay, Jack. I thought it was okay. The fight scenes were good. Jack, the fight scenes were good. I don't okay. understand the point of the dragon. Jack, stop Why it. Why was the dragon there? Okay, no, we're not talking about this. We're not going Mark, there right now. I Mark, want to talk about this for know. one second no. before you get to the list. Why was the dragon there? What was the Shane point Chi. of the dragon? Shane it Chi. represents the Ty the Lowe. That's it. That's the thing that represents Ty Lowe. Okay, we're not getting into protector. this. Morris, I need you to know, this list is make or break for you. Your future on the show depends okay, on this list. That's it nice. really is. It really hinges on this list because it really went high with your list. I watched every single movie. I was a big hater of Marvel, but in February, I put myself on the mission to watch every single movie. So I'm fresh on it. I'm up to date. I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to start off this list. If you don't have this one on your top five, it's my 1A, and there's no 1B. There's no 1C. There's no 2A that's close to this. It's my favorite movie. I'm a little biased about it, so I'm going to let it be in your top five, but it better be there. I'm starting it off. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It better be there. I knew. How about this? When you wrote this in the chat, I knew this movie had. To, this movie was your top movie. You didn't even write. Okay, so the Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It's number four on my list. I don't like how there's collusion with this list. Wait, but how'd you know it was tainted by Joe? No, 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 no. There's no tainted. Like I knew he was. 
it didn't change my list. I did the list already. Wait, but how do you know? Did I say this? Because I, I had a guess because you're not talking about the other Marvel movies, which we'll probably get to. And I, let me discuss Winter Soldier. So the Winter Soldier stars Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Sebastian Stan, Sebastian Stan, Robert Redford. It has one. It has probably the best action um, shots in any Marvel. And Anthony movie. Mackie. And Anthony Mackie, now the new Captain America, mm-hmm. that has the best action shots in any Marvel movie, without question. And the plot twist in that movie was incredible. Incredible plot twist. Nobody saw the Winter Soldier being Sebastian Stan, Bucky Barnes, and it was one. Really, it was an unconventional way of ending the movie. So hats off to Marvel for that movie uh, produced by Anthony and Joe Russo. It's number four on my list. All right. I'm going to hit you with a uh, unexpected one, but this happens to be one of my favorite Marvel movies. No, because I know it's not going to be on this list. It is one of my Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite ones because of the comedy, but I'm going to go with Doctor Strange. Great movie, but it's not great that movie. Fun. But who are you taking out? Yeah, okay, I agree. With, I agree. Doctor Strange is so good. It's a great movie, great movie. But who are you yeah. taking out? All right, all right. I you have to watch it a couple times, also, which is. Yeah, but it I plays took it so fight. well. It's one of like the ad. There's certain movies. Dormammu, I come to bargain. for the rest of the other movies, you know, that yes. tell you more about the world than other movies do. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Doctor Strange is one of those movies. Okay. My and, favorite thing about yeah. Doctor Strange. Oh, but well, I forgot to mention my favorite quote from The Winter Soldier is because I'll be with you to the end of the line. But can go on. What about on your left? Great quote. On nah, your left. I'm going to be with you to the end of the line. That just hits more. Yeah, it's true. It does hit more. All right, we, let's well, go. We don't have time. Let's okay, go. okay, okay. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of what's it called? In terms of. Uh, okay, no, I'm not going to say this. Ant Man, the first one. I like it. Great movie. Great just movie. missed. Just missed. Wow. Jack. Right, my turn? Yeah. Sure. Gonna go with a classic. Classic. Iron Man. It started off the MCU. It's not on my list. It's not on the list. Iron I'm I'll tell you this. Out. Iron Man as a series is a great series. Individually, though, there, there's not one that stand out in my top five. That's the way I view it. But it's so like the Thor movies are not consistent. Not fair. There's great movies in Thor, but they're not it's, consistent. The Iron Man movies are always consistent. Consistent. That, that that's a fair point. It's a very fair point. But so is Captain America. Captain America series. Every single movie was good. Okay, my guess next, Black Panther. Great movie. Great soundtrack. Yes. Had Bucky Barnes in the second end credit scene, which made it my favorite because I'm a very big Sebastian Stan. And yes, I'm using the word Stan as a Stan. Put it there. Black Panther. Please don't. No, it's not. Black Panther is not on my list. I think it's one of the more Why? overrated movies in, in the MCU. No. I agree that it's overrated, but I think it's no, it was a great movie. movie. It's 100% overrated. It was a great movie. It's a great movie. The late, great Chadwick Boseman was incredible in that movie. The fight scenes, a little bit overrated. It's a little bit confusing to the naked eye. That's what I'll say. All right. All right. Endgame. Finally. It's number two. Endgame brought back. Sorry, it's number three. Excuse me. It brought back all the characters from Iron Man to Captain America 
to Thor, to the Winter Soldier, to Hulk, to, to Hawkeye, to it brought back everybody and just encompassed from the first Iron Man to now to Endgame. It, it was a follow up on another movie that we'll get to, but it was an incredible movie with the best action scenes and it was great comedic relief. It was an incredible movie, but it doesn't make the top of my list. Okay, I don't want this movie to be there. It was a great movie, but I don't know if it's in my uh, my personal top five, but I think it'd be in yours. Spider-Man Homecoming. Just missed. Did not make okay, it. Okay, I'm not mad about that. I don't, I don't really want yeah, it. I like the I Spider-Man. I think Spider-Men are very underrated. People like to hate on them. No, but they're all good I movies. They're, they're all good movies. They're all good movies. But I'm not going for the win. I know what you have on that list. I, can, <laughs> I, I, I know, but I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Guardians I of the Galaxy is number five on my list. Yeah. Let's go. Guardians of the Galaxy, when I first saw the trailer, the, like, I was watching this, I was, all, I watched these movies in order for the first time during COVID in March of 2020. When I saw this movie on Disney Plus, I'm like, I don't really have to watch this, right? And I tell my friend, my friend's like, you're going to love it. It was the funniest movie in the MCU to date. The funniest, without question. The action, sub, a little bit subpar, but the character development from all these characters was incredible. From all being misfits, from Peter Quill to Drax to Gamora to Rocket to Groot, all five of them being misfits. And to all combining together to beat Ronan, which I think is one of the better villains in the MCU, was incredible. I think... Was Guardians the, the movie with the end credit where Groot is like a teenager after? Yes. No, after, no, no, that's the Guardians 2. That's Guardians 2. No, you know when he goes, we are Groot, and then they... Yeah, that's, that's Guardians 1. That, that's, that's the great moment. I think that's like, you, you have to shed a tear if you're a human being that's in that true. moment. So that's why I'm not mad that it's in your top five. Yeah. All right. I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I think that's why it's it works not, as a comedy vehicle. It's That's why it works so well as a comedy vehicle. You don't think of them as superheroes when you're looking at it. Directed well, by James Gunn, he did an incredible job. Also, I like the, the soundtracks in it. You can't oh, yeah. not like the soundtracks. The best soundtracks in any movies. It's the best soundtracks. Okay. So you have, you have number three, number four, and number five. All right. I want to go with Civil War. No. Civil War. No. Before getting, before getting into the Zoom, Civil War was my number five. I took it out for Guardians. I think okay. the fight scenes were great. The fight scenes were great. The ending was incredible. The fight with Captain America, Bucky Barnes, and Iron Man was incredible. I just think that the whole movie's plot with Zemo trying trying to planning out everything is just so unconventional. That's just my take on it. I okay. thought the whole movie was dumb. It was one of my least favorite Marvel movies. That's a terrible take. One of my That's least horrible favorite take, Marvel movies. This is why it's my list and not your list. It is, but I'm judging it harshly. One okay. of my least favorite Marvel movies. The Thor had conflict. some of the worst movies. Just, just saying. Yes. Still, this Wait. is one of the worst Marvel movies. This is better. This, Hulk, sorry. Hulk was better than Civil War. And no, Hulk is regarded as the worst Marvel movie. No, no, no. The worst Hulk Marvel is movie is Thor The Dark World. I will not argue. Thor The Dark World is the worst Marvel movie. That's fact. There's no arguing. 
Jack, give up your next guess. Uh, Infinity War. Infinity War, number one, without question. Rated 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. Has all the characters, like I mentioned before, without Ant-Man and Hawkeye, but all the characters, they all co- combine together to try to defeat Thanos. And it's something that you don't usually see in super, superhero movies. The heroes lose, which I loved. The heroes lost in this movie, which I loved. The, the character, to see Thanos' backstory, which was an incredible backstory, was inc- was insane. And it was just an cra- crazy movie with great fight scenes and great comedy also. This was the set, one of the top five comedic movies in the MCU as well. So we're missing number two. You're missing number two? All right. Um, I don't want to guess Shang-Chi because it better not be your number two, but the list was dedicated in honor of him. So it's not my guess, but just say it's not number two. It's not number two. Okay, good. Um, how about the original Captain America movie? Nope, did not make the list. That's my turn. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I'm, I'm really Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is number two. Oh. Let's go. Guard by Chris Hemsworth. No. Tessa Thompson. Yeah, Mark it was a Ruffalo, good movie. Ain't Blanchett. It is. Really, because I'll say a few things. One, it took a great Taika Waititi, the new director for Thor, did it made a great turn for on all the other movies. That's one because the other two movies were so bland. There was no comedy. It didn't really exemplify Chris Hemsworth and his actor and the actor he is. So that's one. So he did a great job of showing uh, Chris Hemsworth's talent. Number two, the fight scenes was were great. The, the only fight team that was great in that movie was with Hulk, and the ending when Hulk was back in his room, took off his towel, was a little funny. I'm not going to say what happened, but that was the only good part of Thor Ragnarok in my mind. If Corey's not one of your favorite characters in the MCU, then please leave the Zoom. Who? I didn't hear what you said. We're all going to leave the Zoom. Morris, read off the list. We got to go. Wait, what's we got to go. Read? No, I, I, I'm Cor- breaking for time. What's Cork's okay, friend's that's name? That's it. Me, Cork and me. I'm muting you. Me. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that, that was list. funny too. I'll drop down the list one last time. Number five, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number four, Winter Soldier. Number three, Thor. Uh, number three, Avengers Endgame. Number two, Thor Ragnarok. And number one, Avengers Infinity War. All right, so we'll see you guys next week, Thursday, seven thirty on NYU Radio. We'll see you then.